everyone, and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. I know we've taken some time off, but uh, as you can see by the shelf getting a little thinner here, uh, we are in the middle of packing up our house in lieu of putting it on a market and selling it. So the background might change. Things might change a little bit as we go on. Uh, there may be some where I'm sitting in a kitchen or something, but, <laughs> but for now, we are still here and, uh, uh, doing the show. So, uh, you know, such is life and, and, and time marches on and all of that stuff. But, uh, what about our Metsies this week? Well, they lost, uh, uh, Two out of three to the Los Angeles Angels since we last talked and did the same against Texas. Came out and beat the Seattle Mariners in the opening of a three-game series. Lost last night uh, after a great comeback, though. They did manage to come back and, uh, you know, uh, show some spunk and some fight. And they have played somewhat better these last couple of weeks now keep in mind they have called up guys to fill slots uh we don't know when starling Marte is coming back if at all and so uh dj stewart has been up rafael ortega has been up and they've been doing a fine job uh brett batty went down vientos came back from injury he's been starting to hit showing signs of what he did in the minor league, starting to warm up a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, now he's got a foot injury. We don't know how bad that is, but Batty is back up. And I guess the big news now for Med fans is that Ronnie Mauricio finally got the call up. And uh, he keeps hitting. He had two hits the first game Friday night, two hits last night. On Saturday, we'll see how he does today, if he's playing again today. But uh, Ronnie Mauricio is up now. So now we have uh, Vientos and Batty and uh, Alvarez and Mauricio and four of the uh, top prospects that we were looking at at one time are now with the big club. So uh, a big time. Now, you know, now this team is showing some fight. They're showing some grit. And you got to wonder why. You know, why didn't they do this all season? Well, now it's crunch time. Now they've got guys that are borderline major leaguers who want to stay with the team. They've got young prospects up. They're all fighting for jobs for next year. A guy like Ortega or DJ Stewart. Locastro has been up playing pretty well. Used a lot in pinch running situations. Uh, even guys that have been here all year, Fogelboom, uh, they're all looking for jobs next year, whether it be with New York or with some other team. They want to impress people. They want to impress scouts. They want to impress uh, management. They want to impress uh, Buck Showalter if he's here next year. And uh, so that's what they're doing. Playing hard, <coughs> excuse me, playing good ball, and, uh, you know, fighting. 
uh, last night, perfect example. Got down 7-3, to three, scratched back, and uh, tied the game. Unfortunately, Adam Vino gave up a home run in the ninth inning. Uh, no big surprise, but uh, and that was the, uh, the game. But, uh, you know, the rest of it, where they were scratching and clawing to get back in, was uh, kind of exciting to watch. It's something that has been lacking during the season off and on. So um, they're not going anywhere. And play the young guys. Let's see them every day. Let's see Vientos. Let's see Batty. Let's see Alvarez some more. Uh, let's see Maurizio, uh, you know, uh, and uh, DJ Stewart is playing a lot and, and hitting pretty well and playing a pretty decent defense. So could he be in the mix for next year? Very well could be. Uh, Maurizio, if he impresses and shows he can hit, will he be in the mix for next year? Could very well be. So, uh you know, there's, there's plus and minus as to what's going on, but uh, uh, we'll see how it all works out. And speaking of next year. Yeah, the Mets have announced the two iconic Mets of the 1980s are going to have their numbers retired. Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden will have their numbers retired in separate ceremonies at City Field next summer. The Mets had never previously moved to retire the numbers of either Gooden or Strawberry due to an unofficial team-imposed regulation against doing so for players not in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. That stance softened towards the end of the Wilpon family's ownership is continued under Cohen's stewardship with Vice President Alumni Relations Jay Harwitz spearheading the effort. So Good and Strawberry, 16 and 18, will be retired next season. And the Mets have fired Director of Player Development Kevin Howitt and multiple others who held director roles in the organizations. The Mets have also fired Director of Pro Player Evaluation Jeff LeBeau, Director of Baseball Development Brian Hayes, and Director of Performance Jim Cavallini. Michael Marino assisted in that reporting. Howard joined the Mets in 2021 as the organization's director of player development and transitioned to the Major League assistant hitting coach from May until the end of the season. The former minor league player then returned to the position of director of player development in 2022. Hayes was in his 13th season with the Mets and was promoted to the newly formed director of baseball development position in 2022. Previously, he was the assistant director of amateur and international scouting for three years, Hayes began his career as a bat boy and clubhouse attendant for the Norfolk Tides back in 2004. LeBeau was also in his 13th season with the Mets. He was promoted from assistant director of pro scouting in 2022 to director of pro player evaluation. Cavallini was named the player of uh, director of player performance and sports science in January of 2018, following three years as the director of performance to 
for the United States Army. So what does all of this mean? It means there's a shakeup in the, in the organization. What does that mean towards next year? Well, there are highly placed rumors that the Mets, who, who it's been no secret that they've been pursuing David Stearns of Milwaukee. In fact, uh, they, uh, they acquired about him a couple of years ago. Milwaukee refused to let him out of his contract and refused to allow the Mets to talk to him at all. So uh, there's been rumors, of course, and there's that, that the Mets have been going after David Stearns to be their president of baseball operations for some time. Now, if he comes over, he'll want to bring some of his own people. So perhaps this is a move that uh, shows some dissatisfaction dissatisfaction with the way the team was put together this year and uh, maybe a step towards uh, the future and maybe bringing in somebody new let's forget that it is David Stern for a second Uh, whoever comes in as president of baseball operations will want to bring in his own crew will bring bring in people that he trusts and that he likes and he works well with. So this could be a uh, the beginning of that shakeup, major shakeup in the organization. We'll we'll keep an eye on that and watch that uh, for you. Also, there has been rumors that if David Stern, who becomes a free agent with Milwaukee after the season. Uh, does come over as president of baseball operations, there is a possibility he will want to name his own manager and bring a manager with him, which means Buck Showalter could be out and maybe Craig Council could be in. David Stern has worked with Craig Council in Milwaukee. He's done a fine job there. Perhaps there's a fit. All of this is speculation. All of it is rumor at this particular point in time. But it's interesting to uh, to look at it and figure uh, all these machinations behind the scenes that people don't usually care about much about the organizations, but it can have a big deal and a big part of what goes on the field. So... We'll keep an eye on all of that, and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with a a little bit more analysis right after this. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a PhD in life. 
true baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. Hello, baseball fans. You're listening to Baseball Talk Radio, the home of great baseball talk shows. At BaseballTalkRadio.com, you're going to find great shows like this one with the great Gary Mack and the Mets Musings Podcast. And now back to the show. Okay, and we're back. And uh, before we continue on, I want to take a look at uh, some of the trades that the Mets made and and, uh, give some thoughts about it. Um, We'll we'll have a little bit more in the farm report. Uh, The the prospects have been doing very well for the most part, and uh, the Mets made some good trades. But uh, here's the part that I really want to get to, and that is, if you look at Max Scherzer and you look at Justin Verlander, they're both pitching, well, better, much better than they, they did here. As of his last outing, Scherzer has only given up two homers in, I think, nine starts uh, with Texas, where he was giving them up, it seemed like, a homer or two a game with the Mets. Uh, Verlander has pitched very well uh, since rejoining the Houston Astros after a mechanical adjustment, or an adjustment in his mechanics, I should say. So the question is, why couldn't they do it here? Was it the fact they were in New York? That could have possibly... You know, that, that as big as stars as they are, Maybe that has something to do with it. Who knows? Maybe, you know, <laughs> uh, Houston's still smaller than New York. Uh, Texas, Arlington is still smaller than New York. Maybe they just couldn't play in New York. And if it was mechanics issues, why didn't we catch it? Why didn't Hefner catch it? Maybe it's time for a new pitching coach. I know Jeremy Hefner is highly regarded around the game, but the performance this year, especially of the bullpen, could warrant a look somewhere else. I can't, I mean, I'm watching the other night, and and Drew Smith comes out and looks terrific. He looks terrific. Uh, he gets two quick outs, and then he can't find, or he's wild in the strike zone. Then, then he's going to full counts. Then, then he's doing this. I, you know, I don't understand what happens to these guys. Adam Ottavino was a good pitch. All of a sudden, he can look so dominant, and then the next night come in and give up a gopher ball. It, it, this, there's no consistency with the bullpen, especially. Uh, poor David Peterson, that guy has struggled all year. He looks brilliant at times, and they yank him out in the fourth inning. I, I don't know what they're doing, and it could lead to the demise of this manager and coaching staff because they, they just don't seem to know what they This year, they, last year they were in complete control. This year, 
I don't know. Some of the decisions you got to scratch your head at. Um, that being said, the team didn't perform well in the first half. Granted. But it it just gets you thinking that, you know, how, <laughs> these guys get traded and they perform well. Okay, David Robertson has been lousy with Miami, which is okay. Uh, because uh, maybe we can get him back next year. He's a free agent, and this will lower his market value, perhaps. And uh, he liked pitching in New York. He pitched well here. I I don't know what it is. It's just very strange. And when I read that, especially about Verland, because they were the one in this article that I read, that they specified that it was a mechanics issue. And he, they fixed it, and now he's pitching well again. Did we not know enough? Did we not watch enough film of him to fix it? Uh, did we rely too much on him to self-fix it? I don't know. The question is, why didn't we catch it? Why couldn't we fix it for these guys? and have them pitch the way we we thought they could. It may not have made a difference in the, the, the record or the season, but at least it would have been, uh, you know, it would have made for a better effort, perhaps, had they been uh, pitching well. So, uh, I don't know. It, it's a mystery to me, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, think about it and... Uh, drop me a line with your thoughts on that. All right, let's take another quick break. And I uh, was lax in getting the records of the minor leaguers, so uh, we won't uh, go too much into the teams, but uh, we'll take a quick look at the minor leagues when we come back right after this. Time to go down on the farm. And uh, today on the farm, Syracuse, I'm going to do this on the fly, so bear with me. Syracuse is 19 and 35, and they are 14 games out of the division lead in the second half here. So they are literally out of the uh, playoffs. But you know, it's been a tough year for Syracuse as well. They've had many players coming and going, and that's that's the, the job of a AAA team, of all minor league teams. 
uh, players come and go. And, uh, you know, players get promoted and, and uh, when they get hot and they lose their best players. So, uh, but, uh, you know, so take that with a grain of salt when you look at some of these numbers. Binghamton is 31-23 and 23 in the second half. In second place, two games out of first place, they might make the playoffs. Good for Binghamton. And Binghamton's got, you know, pretty good team because some of the guys that were – in Brooklyn and in St. Lucie have been promoted and uh, and are doing uh, pretty good. Brooklyn's in first place, 34 and 25 in their division, and they could uh, be in the playoffs as well. Uh, so congrats to them. Uh, St. Lucie is 16-41 in the second half, 12 games out of first place. They will not uh, be in making the playoffs, I do not think. Uh, all right, a couple of the prospects. Jet Williams uh, got off to a great start in Brooklyn. He's cooled down a little bit, but... He is hitting well, and, boy, he looks like a player. He's only 19 years old, so he's got a couple of years more seasoning, but uh, started off real slow in St. Lucie, got to Brooklyn when he was uh, coming around, got off to a great start in Brooklyn. Now he's hit a little bit of a low, but he's still hitting like 286, 296. I forget what, what I read, uh, but... Still hitting, and uh, I think he was an 0 for 13 slump, but had eight walks also in that, that time period. So, uh, you know, he, he's still managing to get on base, got good speed, another shortstop, but they played him some in center field and the outfield. So, a name to watch, uh, Jet Williams. Luis Hanel uh, Acuna, who they got in a trade. One of the prospects, he got off to a slow start uh, with Binghamton, but he's starting to come around, starting to hit very fast, good defense. So another guy that's doing well. Drew Gilbert, a guy that came also in one of the trades, he has been tearing it up in uh, Binghamton. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, another good trade. Kevin Peretta. The uh, was I don't know what number prospect he is now, uh, maybe three or something like that of the Mets. He has uh, been promoted to Binghamton, another catcher, and uh, he's coming fast. And he's continued his, to hit pretty well. Uh, had a home run, a three-run shot last night, I believe it was. Uh, so. Uh, Peretta started off slow again with Brooklyn, got hot, was hitting uh, when they promoted him, and now he's with Binghamton. So he's a double-A already. Uh, Alvarez uh, could be, uh, you know, have some competition. He's not hitting again now. He's slumped down to 11 with the big club. So we'll see what happens with Peretta. Peretta will probably stay with Binghamton next year, I would imagine, if he, because uh, it's such a late call up now to Binghamton. Uh, if he continues to uh, progress, he could move up to 
to Triple uh, A sometime during the season next year and uh, get some more seasoning. So he's at least, we may see him 2025 uh, before there's any mention, unless he really takes off next year and Alvarez struggles. But uh, I, I think uh, uh, we may not see Peretta till 2025, if at all. He could be traded. You know, he could be used as trade bait. Uh, if they like Peretta better than Alvarez, Alvarez could be trade bait. Who knows? But that's, you know, that's baseball. That's the way it goes sometimes. So um, just a quick report on the minor leagues, and uh, let's keep rooting for these guys. It would be nice to see Brooklyn in the playoffs, and if Binghamton can grab a playoff spot, that would be terrific to have two teams into the playoffs. And uh, Binghamton really seemed to take off after the trade when they got uh, Gilbert and Acuna there. So, uh they were playing pretty decent ball, and then those guys just punched some more life into that team. And that's why they are where they are today. Let's see. Uh, I think that's going to cover everything for this week. So, uh, one more game with Seattle today on Sunday. An uh, odd Sunday that I'm doing a show, but I wanted to get one out there. Uh, then we go to Washington for two and three in Minnesota next weekend before the Metsies come back home to play the Diamondbacks and the Cincinnati Reds. And neither team are pushovers anymore. Uh, so it, the schedule doesn't get any easier. Then they play Miami and Philadelphia. The Marlins and the Phillies and the uh and the season as we are closing in on the, the closing days of the season already it's hard to believe but it is labor day weekend and uh the official end of summer if you're like me you hate to see it go happens every year though all right so if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the like and subscribe button. Uh, it'll keep you informed when a new episode is released. Uh, also, if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, hit the subscribe button. And again, you'll know whenever a new episode uh, comes out. Uh, next week, we'll have a special guest on. I think you'll enjoy it. It'll be uh, something a little different, uh, but um, and I hope you all enjoyed the interview with Ed Cranepool, our last show, and I really had a good time doing it. So until next time, remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings. <laughs>